Bros, what's going on, guys? Uh, finally, a win. That's a great feeling. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm joined, as always, by my fellow Buck Bros, Brace, John, and Zach. Guys, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, great feeling after this week's Sunday, uh, especially for two of us, my brother and I. Uh, Brace and I were there. Um, took a whole <laughs> whole 59 minutes to get the w but we got it done 16 to 13 against the rams how you guys feeling this week after our first victory in a while hey broadcasters oh yeah ryan that was a great game to attend i'm glad we got to go and finally see the bucks pull out a victory in one of the games we choose to go during the season feels like every time uh we end up doing one of those we come out and losing it so it was nice to get the win even if it took 59 minutes and 16 seconds, I believe, since there was 44 seconds on the clock when we got that ball back. But nonetheless, uh, I mean, that was a must win. And when we did, like, uh, very, you know, obviously a frustrating game to watch. The offense still can't move the ball effectively. We can't. All the problems we've been talking about with the offense on this podcast continue to rear their ugly head. Uh, we can't convert in the red zone. That first possession, but it's third and two. We were up the middle with Leonard Fournette, can't pick it up. We settled for a field goal, and then it seemed to be uh, slim pickings from there on until that last drive, you know, getting back into the red zone. Although in the fourth quarter, it's, we, we did go to the, you know, we did get into the red zone a couple times. Um, and then, you know, the mental errors and lapses were still there, a lot of penalties. Um, and on the offensive side, a few on the defensive side, right? And those were some pretty, uh, costly ones ones were you know holdings that moved us back 10 yards after we had a 10-yard run or uh, it affected you know long pass uh and off sides was called on uh joe shy uh, ah joe chiron i'm not even get that name right joe Chiron think uh, um when he got a sack but he probably only got the sack because he was offside but nonetheless i a gutty win um great to be in the win column now back in first place in the nfc south um yeah so much better than the alternative so glad to see the, the bucks on the winning side after three losing weeks uh, i'd just like to say that this week showed off everything i've been saying about the bucks this season we saw vita vea show up because akeem hicks finally returned we finally put somebody next to him and what do you know the guy the guy shows out he shows us the star that he can be but you're only as good as the man you line up next to Short of one play, we held them to less than 100 yards passing. In my opinion, we crushed the Los Angeles Rams. I think this game looks better in person than it did on paper. I, I know it was a win where we we barely, you know, we barely went down in the end zone at the very end and got a got a touchdown. And that was a great feeling and watching Brady hug Byron left, which just makes you want to throw up in your mouth a little bit. But what we got to see was that Donovan Smith is still garbage, but our defense looks solid. Our players look good. Brady still looks good. Still no picks. We 
we're we're the same team we've always been, which is a winning team the past few years. And I think that's something that we can cobble back together going forward. And I think as we get Jensen back and, and we move some people around and maybe we get rid of Donovan Smith uh, during the bye week, we can do some things to make us a winning team going forward. But as far as I'm concerned, in this game against the Los Angeles Rams, we crushed them. They got one 70-yard play from Cooper Cup. And other than that, we held them to almost nothing. So I, I thought we looked great. I will say, John, as somebody who did watch the game in person, it was just as hard to watch for the first 59 minutes as it was probably on television. Um, <laughs> it was super frustrating. I don't know if we dominated. The defense in the fourth quarter absolutely dominated, though. Kept us in that game. I think, to your point, um, they had four drives in the fourth quarter for 10 yards. Uh, that's pretty impressive. So, definitely great to, like, see the complete opposite from the Ravens game where the defense just totally folded in the fourth quarter to a dominant, you know, once again, dominant in the fourth quarter to keep us in that game. Enough time so we could go and win in the final drive. Ryan, did you want to get something in there too, real quick? No? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, everybody has said it. It was 59 minutes of dog shit, and then it was, you know, 45 seconds of, of good football. I, I mean, part of that is certainly the prevent defense that the Rams were in. The whole way, like, the cushion was insane. I don't understand how you do that. Like, if I can drop how to beat this Bucks team with that O-line, I'm just press covering everyone because I know Brady isn't going to get more than three seconds so I thought it was interesting Raheem's their DC right so maybe he's just in a mental pretzel being back in the building but regardless yeah that last drive exercised a lot of the demons that we've seen all season um Scotty Miller caught passes that's a nice change of pace move the chain ran the most creative play I've seen us run in the red zone all season I don't know where that play has been I watched this team a week ago from the one-yard line get into the shotgun and hand the ball and run a damn dive. So something changed that allowed them to actually drop a play, which was really nice to see. I, I don't know who who drew up the, that play or that drive in general. It's nice. I'd like to see more of that. When I uh, heard it was Tom Brady who suggested or suggested to Byron Leftwich the play that was the, the touchdown – uh, to Kate Auden, uh, to answer your question, where that play well, call came from. I mean, yeah, I mean, you suspect that because if Byron's been calling plays all year and they're fucking dives from the one four yards behind the line of scrimmage, and then all of a sudden we can get a guy, get some movement, some motion, get a guy running out, get some rub routes going. Love that. That's how you score in the red zone, you have to create space, not run where there isn't space. So I love that drive. If it's a result of less Byron. I mean, maybe that's something they should look at moving forward or just let Tom get more involved. But yeah, it's 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 nice to finish the game on that high of a note and to see Brady smile and not look like, you know, the way he did at the end of the Ravens game where it looked like he could stare daggers into you. So I definitely love the way the game ended. Hated the slog that it was for 59 minutes. But thank God we came up against a team that's also terrible and they kept us in it. Um, hopefully we can crack 20 points next week, though. But it's still a good sign. I mean, it's not – it should not be all doom and gloom. But it does, like I, – I do come away from it with questions from the play calling as to how all of a sudden – granted, there was a lot of cushion, but how all of a sudden things are clicking 
and guys are executing on that last drive in a way they really haven't seemed to for the rest of that game and a lot of the season. Yeah, well, that's the question, right? The, the worrying thing. Though what I would say from this game and being at it is, you know, as bad as it looked or felt being there for 59 minutes, when I think about it objectively, the defense and special teams, especially the punting, gave us a lot to cheer for um, that game. They played a full 60 minutes. So from the standpoint of what we've seen in the past where the defense just comes out of the tunnel at the second half and dies, that didn't happen, which is very encouraging. Um, so we got two out of the three phases of the football game that had pretty good games. Like John was saying, we allowed one play on defense. And other than that, it was a six point night. Um, it's just the offense that's concerning into, you know, what Zach was saying, it's how can you have an offense that can't do anything throughout the game? And then on the last two drives, you drive the field, you don't convert, you get the ball back and do it again and do convert. Um, whatever happened those last two drives that's what needs to continue to go forward this season with that's what we need to take as the do the blueprint going forward because um yeah the offense was miserable and was rightfully getting booed off the field at raymond james stadium after <laughs> third down you know three and out after three and out after three and out so i i i'm filled with encouragement i think it is I heard earlier today, a galvanizing win. I think it's something that we needed to have happen to get the team back together and back on track. Um, you definitely want to see a lot more from the offense still. Yeah. To follow up, uh, just shout out Jason lights to fourth round draft picks, uh, Kate Auden and uh, the kid from Georgia, the punter who also, yeah, with that one, name. what's that name? Yeah, Jake Camarda or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> He wears a five, I think. He kicks the shit out of the football. Insane. Todd Bowles still manages to take what is an amazing punt and turn it into an error by not challenging that it was stopped at the one. I don't know how you don't throw that flag. Like, I don't they get a three and out or, or they get a stop. But it's a lot better if they're doing that from the one. But anyhow, I did like that, yeah, we had the one big gash through the air. I don't like this, but it's just pointed out. But it still wouldn't be this team's this year's defense without allowing the Rams to have their longest run from scrimmage of the entire season. I know they only had 60 yards or so, but they still had like a 24 yard gap. It's their biggest play on the ground all season. So still got a buck ball a little bit this week. Much better performance from the offensive line too. Suck it, Bryce. I want to talk about this offensive line performance right now. Bryce. (laughs) It's important to me that we recognize that the offensive line gave up one sack when they're playing again, across from Dorm. You know what I mean? They're playing against a guy who's almost an MVP uh, on the defensive line in the NFL, and we only gave up one sack. We gave up two quarterback pressures all game. They looked great. I, I think it's time we as a fan base start to understand that maybe it's not these players other than Devin White and Donovan Smith, that it's the coaches. They're, they're terrible. They're they're just bad at coaching. These, these guys can obviously perform – when when it matters, um, how do you fix that? Who do you get rid of? Uh, is it everybody? It's definitely Todd Bowles. Is it also Byron Leftwich? You know, do you clean house? Um, but I think maybe we go to what Denver did for a while, uh, where they let Peyton call his own plays and draw up his own design uh, drives, and maybe we just let Brady do it. 
why don't we just go with the Colts method and hire an old offensive lineman as an interim coach, pull him straight off the TV. Oh, God. And Jeff Saturday is the man. Uh, he was consulting for them, right? He was, yes, he was. Yeah, so. okay. He wasn't, like, just fresh up the set. Yeah. That'd be great, though. He's like, guys, it's not I can't like, uh, what did the Lightning do? Melrose? Oh, Barry. Straight oh, off geez. of ESPN, straight to the bench. Yeah, it's not that. Still, no. I think it's ridiculous. <laughs> hey, he was on ESPN, like, this year, wasn't he? Like, yes, yeah, definitely saw him earlier like in the season. Counting down his top five teams in the league. Were the Colts on it? <laughs> Maybe I'll take one. <laughs> yeah. They are now. <laughs> uh, well, it was a, a great week. Yeah, we got the win. We got a little momentum going into next week. This is the week before the bye. Um, and this week is kind of special. It's the first ever regular season game held in Germany. Um, so Bucks get to participate in that. Uh, they'll face the Seahawks at 9.30 in the morning this upcoming Sunday. Uh, Seahawks 6-3 and three have sole possession of first in the NFC West. They look like they're a team to consider, which we probably didn't consider them going into the beginning of the season with Geno Smith at the quarterback. But he's looking like a true MVP candidate this season. So, guys... How do we stop Gino? How do we stop the Seahawks? Get on a little momentum train going here, head into the bye week at 500. I'd start with trying to control Kenneth Walker because he's been a beast. I, I imagine if, if we can make them one-dimensional, that'll help hamper Gino, his playmaking. Um, and to your point, like, he really – it's nine weeks, so it's hard to call it a fluke. He's been really, really steady – as a starter, which is surprising, uh, you know, as you noted, I don't think anybody had the winning six games for the entire season, let alone so quickly. Uh, their defense is also, I'd say, above average. Um, and that doesn't bode well for the way our offense looks because we need like a bad defense to look good. Uh, but I, I think, I'm, I'm hoping that the atmosphere uh, will contribute to the performance. Uh, we don't go overseas for these games very frequently we're not jacksonville this is this is newish for us i think the last time i remember us going for a game like this was in like tokyo uh or something if it was a preseason game it was against the jets after super bowl yeah like 20 years ago yeah so it's special occasion it's big occasion we luckily have a starting quarterback who's played a lot of big occasion games so hopefully he can help anybody who's not mentally prepared for the, the, the trip and the scale of the game. I imagine there, you know, 2 million people wanted to get tickets to this game. So I'm expecting it to be, uh, you know, a really electric atmosphere. So hopefully we're prepared. I'd like to think this is a team that's been in Super Bowl in the last couple of years. Seahawks have not. No one on that team was in their Super Bowl run. So I'd like to go with the head coach, but I'd like to think that we come in with the ability to handle the pressure of it a little better, maybe adjust to the travel. I don't know. I'm hoping intangibles help because I think on paper right now they're they're just they're playing better football, and we might, we might need the intangibles to kind of kick in a little bit. I, I've watched every Seahawks game uh, this season, uh, being up in here in Seattle, and 
this city loves what Geno Smith is doing. Uh, they a lot of them were really unhappy to see Russell Wilson go. And so just being around these guys and, and sitting through some of these games, they're a good team. They're a better team than maybe their even record shows. I, I think that they are, could have easily been seven and two. They look great. And I think, like Zach said, you got to keep Walker under control. Uh, you need to be very careful where you throw the ball. They've got guys on this team who have four picks already this season. Uh, what I would like to see from us is to get to Geno Smith and maybe remind him a little bit that he is Geno Smith. Cause right now he is big in his own head. He thinks he's unstoppable. People are saying maybe he's an MVP candidate. And I think if you let Vita Vea rough him up a little bit early on in this game, he'll get shook. And they have a lot of divas on their team as well. Like DK Metcalf is a diva. Tyler Lockett is a diva. You slow these guys down in any way and they get frustrated fast. And I think this is a team where they're going to be just as tired as we are getting off the plane in Germany. I think we can go in there and rough them up and make this a gritty, tough game and see who has the mental toughness to win. And that's the game that I think Brady wins over Geno Smith every time. Yeah, and uh, well, quite a coincidence that we just talked about. The last time the Bucks were playing an international game, it was against the Jets. And I believe Geno Smith's first win as an NFL quarterback happened against the Bucks as a Jet. So it comes full circle. But in any case, yeah, this was a game we didn't even talk about in our season preview. I think we all thought Seattle was going to be a bad team, especially after trading Russell Wilson. Um, but here they are sitting, uh, what are they, six and three now uh, or five and three? Six and three, yeah, six and three at the top of the NFC uh, West. So this is going to be a solid game. Um, Seahawks, as you mentioned, John, have been pretty, very impressive this year. Geno Smith is having his career year. Um, Kenneth Walker is definitely a very good running back. They're, they're a good team. So I think all the things we've been talking about oh, for every season preview for like the last three or four games, right, convert in the red zone. That will help us win. Uh, get off the field on third down uh, when you're on defense. That will help us win. Uh, win, over, win the turnover battle. All the little things um, that good football teams do and execute, right? Um, let's get fewer penalties as well. All these things are keys to stopping a good team like the Seahawks. But really, I think uh, the, the good thing is with the win going into uh, Germany, there's going to be a whole lot more of a you know positive atmosphere as we're on your that long fight there. Team's got some motivation, has some you know feel to kind of hey this is this was the defining win of the season. If we go here in Germany and get this win against a Seahawks team that we should beat um, on a neutral field in a totally different country and continent, um, and get to the break at five and five. Well, we set ourselves up to finish the season much like we did in 2020 um, strong. And I don't know if undefeated would be there, but to finish the season strong and win the NFC South and secure that home game, at least at least one home game in the playoffs. So, yeah, I, I think this will be a, a, a I will say this will probably be another close game like we saw against the Rams. Not high scoring um, offense still is going to struggle, but defense will keep us in the game. I do think Gino makes a few mistakes. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think we're very capable of coming out of Germany, the victors, and going into the break at 5-5. Five and five. Well, see, I think they're 
all going to be close games from here on out. I think, you know, going into this game from this last game, what it's shown us is this Bucks team is not the Bucks teams of the past couple years where we can go out and score 31 willy nilly. Um, this team, I think, kind of found itself or found a little bit of an identity, which is we're the type of team that hangs around. We're going to hit you in the mouth on defense. And <laughs> we just need to execute enough on offense to put enough points on the board. And that's what I'm looking for in this game. Is I know we Brace brought it up and we bring it up again, but that execution level on offense, especially in the red zone, uh, is going to be key to us succeeding, not just in this game, but going forward, because we've got the defense to put it together. We just need a little bit more execution and scoring some points um, to separate ourselves from a team that's kind of mediocre to a team that can actually convert and win some games. So I'm looking for that to be salt. It's (laughs) we'll see if we can put it in position. Admittedly, I haven't watched a whole lot of Seahawks games, so I don't know um exactly what they bring to the table other than the record um and that record is very good especially for nfc south or not nfc south but nfc conference standards this year yeah you are which record reflects right so good football team nonetheless revenge game for levante yeah that jets game from 2013 which by the way what a season you had but that that first little all pro season yeah that that one little mistake in the beginning of the game so it is a revenge game uh unfortunately for us bucks fans and that extra motivation for levante he is not a fantasy player in most available uh fantasy leagues so we probably won't be picking him but as we head into our 10th game of the season we've got some more players to pick for the Seahawks game. So I believe Bryce started us last time. We're going to go with John this time. John, for the Seahawks game, who is your fantasy player of the game? Ooh, real quick. Got a question for the for the crew here. Who was the Jets head coach when Geno Smith got knocked out in the locker room and had to get his jaw surgically shut? And By Percy Harvin? Yeah. Was somebody else? Yeah. Was that was that Rex Ryan? No, it's Todd Bowles. Right? Todd Bowles. Oh, Todd Bowles. <laughs> All right, there it is. But to answer your question, my fantasy player of the week is going to be showout performer Rashad White, who I expect to have a big day on the ground, especially coming off of this long trip during the hurricane. With you know, they were saying our plans to fly out maybe in flux. They may have to move it to Friday morning. We're not going to leave Thursday right after practice like we had anticipated. I think we're going to have a heavy dose on the ground against a tired Seattle Seahawks defense jet lagged. I'm going with Rashad White all day. Feed him the rock. That's a nice pick. And he actually got me uh, a couple of points last week. He got a couple of feeds. Um, I like it. Uh, I'm going to go with really haven't thought about this to be honest um you know I, i'll pick your boy he, he came on for a strong got the first tight end touchdown of the season last game also the game winner also what i heard later was it was his not only his first of his career but his mom had just passed away right before the game so 
a great feel good story there. I'm glad that uh, he got his due. I'm sure his mom was looking down on him for that. So I'm going to go with Cade Otten, tight end for the Bucks. Write it in your books. Okay. So this is really easy for me. They're going to Germany, a country that has really lax medical experimentation rules, stem cells that you can buy them at 7-Elevens. It's very clear Tom Brady is the call. He's going to be coming into this game so rejuvenated that half of his body parts will just come from like a 21-year-old. They're going to be very, very limber, extra limber. I think Brady, easy 300. I pray to God he doesn't have to throw the ball 58 times again. Hopefully you can be a little more efficient than that. But uh, easy, Brady, uh, all day. Uh, Brady, 25-plus fantasy points. And last but not least, it uh, is my turn. Um, dang, Ryan, Cade Otten was going to be my pick. Uh, so I'm going to have to go. Man, this is difficult. Uh, I guess I'm just going to go again with doubling down. That's my strategy this this uh, year. I'm going to double down again. I think Mike has another big game. I mean, it wasn't a big game for the Rams. It wasn't really a big game for anybody. Maybe Cade Otten, but um, I think Mike, again, gets the majority of the targets. I do think he ends up in the end zone. He is due. Uh, so, obviously, fantasy owners, if you got him, start him. He got a target in the red zone, man. That's a big change of pace for this offense. They threw the ball to Mike. Holy shit. Let's throw the ball to Mike in the end zone. He's six foot whatever. Jesus yeah, well, Christ. I don't Catch the ball, Mike. That will be his uh, – He got fouled. He starts catching the ball. The ball. Other many. teams are in trouble. I don't like this Mike Evans shape. He is by far the best receiver we have. Oh, no, no doubt. No doubt. But <laughs> I'm just saying, catch the ball. <laughs> I – he hasn't been the best receiver right. on the team in a several years. That is the biggest lie oh, I've heard no, 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 in a no. long time. And I've been listening to DeSantis for weeks, okay? That's Chris Godwin that erasure, okay? I won't stand for this Chris Godwin erasure. I won't do it. I won't stand for it. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. I well, love Chris Godwin. When he's John, erroneous at all accounts. Chris Godwin is wide receiver one on 31 other NFL teams. That's also a lie. Like, that's just, <laughs> all that's just a lie. <laughs> that's just a <laughs> lie. I don't understand. Chris Godwin's the best wide receiver since Jerry Rice. Let's keep going. Jesus. Let's keep Jefferson breaking. Scrub, Chase Scrub. <laughs> all day. Um, all day. <laughs> Why don't you go with Chris then? Because uh, I'm smart. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying they're going to utilize him. They're going to doesn't believe him. <laughs> You're smart with picking the guy who had like three or four fantasy points last game. Hey, but you hey. have your secret intel, right? That there's a reason you uh, picked that that pick you did. Oh, so I'm I'm reading it right now on Joe Buck's fan. I will send you the link where she shows you know. Uh, Fournette losing his mind on the sideline and them them asking uh, Tom Bowles about it today during his press conference. Please do. I, I would gladly read that article. My favorite part is when he walked up to Ryan Jensen and said, hey, man, we need you. Yeah, because you're trash and you don't know how to read your blockers. Um, so maybe he's like a bull. He can only see that red hair, that Jensen red hair, and he's got to get up behind him. He hung out with Trent Richardson too much in the offseason. 
My favorite thing about Leonard Fournette whoa, is whoa, whoa. let him go because he was a terrible teammate, and now we may get to see him be a terrible teammate. I think Trent Richardson is the all-time leading touchdown scorer in the AAFL, so we just slow down on Trent Richardson talk. Hey, we My apologies for, back and you for guys. The, the MVP of a football league that folded in seven games. But the Orlando Apollos were the victors of that league, so I'll take that. Steve Spurrier got his trophy. I have a bone to pick with Orlando stealing my Vipers. Uh, no, Las Vegas portion. stole your Vipers. Okay, Orlando I mean, they stole, stole the mascot. The okay. But what? They build a 10,000-seater MLS stadium, and all of a sudden, you get Are you not entertained? No, son. Are you not entertained? The they're, they're, guardians. they're guardians. They're guardians. They're not gladiators Cut at all. That. They're Cut the that. New York team. They took the New York team and moved them to Orlando. The snowbird. Don't cut that. Do not cut that. Tag Dwayne the Rock Johnson in this episode and ask him if he's entertained and just give the minute clip for that part. Hashtag Black Adam's not allowed in Florida because he's an illegal immigrant. And then what we need to talk about. (laughs) I really look forward to our next game. Maybe we can record live. The four of us will all be in Florida. It's Bucks Browns after the bye week. Right after Thanksgiving, uh, I'm really looking forward to that game. Uh, maybe we'll get together, watch, do some live reactions. You know, maybe we'll be on the lookout for that. Yeah, man, it'll be it'll be a uh, awesome day to get together with more guys. Yeah, that sounds great. But that's gonna have to wait till next episode. As for this episode, that's gonna wrap it up for us, guys. We again appreciate all the listening you guys have been doing. Make sure to hit subscribe if you haven't yet to the podcast. Um, and as always, guys, go Bucks. Go Bucks. Go Bucks. Okay, minus two and a half. We're taking the favorites.